Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Thursday Career Development. Uh, this week, we are revisiting a topic uh, that I think is very important. Um, and we, we talked about this a little bit during business planning, but you know, some of you didn't necessarily join us for that. So hopefully you'll catch some new information this time so we're adding to it. But uh, basically, stop being a secret agent. Um, and an alternate title of this should, have, should be real estate as a contact sport. Yeah. Um, I think the big problem, and it's it's really, it's kind of a sign of the times, but it's also a product of the COVID situation is, you know, a lot of us are kind of locked in behind our computers most of the time and, you know, trying to be safe, but, um, you know, that's, that's not how clients want to interact and that's not how you're really going to build a, a very sustainable business. And so I feel like as things start to loosen up a little bit and, and people are, are a little less afraid and they're coming out of their shells a little bit more and people get vaccinated and all that, you know, we'll, we'll be able to start moving a little bit more. And so I want to kind of give get us in that mindset to start being proactive with that. You know, it doesn't, it's not saying go out and do it today. Um, but as things start to loosen up, we need to have a plan in place on how we're going to re-engage with our clients and our customers to get more business. Um, a little interesting statistic for you guys, um, the month of January for, for our region, general region, which is yeah, about seven or eight counties, um, listings were down 22% year over year in January. So there were 22% fewer listings taken in January 21 than there were in January of 20. Um, the nice, the nice thing is, is that we, as a company were trending better than that. So we actually had a positive uptick. Um, <clears throat> so we actually are trending better than the market. So that's good. Um, so keep up the good work. I know you guys are working very hard, uh, to get out there and get those listings. Uh, but we need to get prepared for the spring market. Uh, I think people are, you know, they're getting a little more comfortable, <clears throat> um, and you know, whether they've already had COVID or, or getting vaccinated or whatever, things are starting to, to loosen up a little bit. So let's talk through a few things today to maybe help us get our minds into that, into that mode. First, I want to recap a few points that I made originally in this is that, and these are interesting statistics that you guys need to remember. The average person knows nine to 12 agents. So you're not the only real estate agent that they know. Uh, if you think you are, then you are sadly mistaken. Uh, over 90% of people said that they would use the same agent again if they could only remember their name. So uh, real estate agents are traditionally really bad at keeping in touch with past clients. Don't know why, but that we, as an industry, as a species, we are bad at that. Um, and then uh, an interesting stat that I learned years and years ago, probably eh, 20 years ago, that people forget that you're in real estate after about 17 days. So staying at one time and expecting them to remember three months, six months later is not gonna work. Um, it's, not, it's not really a top priority for most people. They don't think about real estate all day, every day like we do. Uh, it's just like, you know, if I asked you how many plumbers you guys know, I'm sure you guys could come up with a couple off the top of your head, but when is a plumber really important? When the you know when there's water spewing everywhere, when the toilet's overflowing, that's when you need a plumber. Just like in real estate, you don't care how many realtors you know until you need a realtor, until it's time to buy or sell. Then you want to be that first one they think of. So, you know that's the that's the sad truth of the matter. Um, there's a difference between marketing and branding. We've gone over this before, uh, where marketing is what you do and branding is who you are. Um, so marketing is mostly about product and service, getting your product or service in front of the consumer. So whether it's a listing that you're marketing to sell, or it's your services as a buyer's representative, buyer's representative, or just trying to get listings, your marketing is focused on this product or service. And it's really the main reason that uh, clients hire you is because of your marketing. You know, they see your your services as the, the the thing that they're buying. So I'm a seller. I see that you have a good marketing program to sell my house. That's why I'm hiring you. Um, but the reason I'm going to interact with you is because of your branding. 
And so, um, you know, your branding is essentially your niche. Uh, and, you know, it's how do people perceive you. It's just that individual point of difference. So that's what you guys should be focusing on when you're doing your, uh, your branding is, um, is what is my niche? What is my individual point of difference? Uh, why should people want to engage with me? And so let's talk through some ideas. So Sheila sent me a huge list that she, she took a class recently and it was like 50 ways to get business or something. It was, it was this huge list. I'm not going to go over every point in the list. Maybe she'll share it out with everybody uh, or I can share it or whatever. Uh, it's a great list. Um, but let's first, I want to hear from you guys. Um, what are some things that you're doing currently in this environment that are yielding positive results? What are you doing to keep in touch? And if it's electronic, that's fine. I just want to hear what are you doing that's actually giving you guys some traction? Mike and I have been doing reels and Instagram uh-huh. and then sharing them to our Facebook as well. Okay. And we've actually gotten a lot of traction and just conversations if nothing else out of that. Okay. What, what sort of content are you doing? Is it like property related stuff? Is it personal? Like what's, what's engaging people? The last one that we did was 10 different ways to sell and buy in this market. So you can still sell and not be homeless type thing. Um, and that went over really good. Um, Mike's gotten a lot of traction on our new listing of just doing views, short little clips about it. Um, and then there's personal stuff mixed in there too. Kids playing, the dogs wrestling, that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Who else? Liz sitting in a trunk. Yeah, that was Very funny. I saw it. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's, uh, let's just stop there for a second. So, you know, that is, I think, the, the mistake that a lot of people make when they're doing their social media stuff is they, they, they're afraid to, to make it a little personal. Not a lot. I don't want you to do a lot personal, you know, like you want to be safe and all that. But you want to make sure that you're throwing a little bit of your own flair into it. So I know like Janine is a singer, you know, whatever. So that might be some, you know, it's fun to, to post that kind of stuff or, you know, pet photos like Wendy posts her dog. It's so adorable. Um, you know, Sheila posts her animals, uh, you know, there's family stuff and pets and things like that. People like to see that sort of thing. Cause remember they do business with people that are like them. Like, I feel like I would have a connection with you because you like horses or you like dogs. I like dogs too, whatever. Um, so don't be afraid to make it a little personal. Um, you want to be careful, obviously, you know, you don't want to give away too much personal information about you because there's a lot of weirdos out there. Um, and you want it to also be appropriate. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't recommend, you know, going out to the bar and, and posting photos of doing shots or something, you know, it's probably not the professional image you want to project. Probably shouldn't be out of the bar anyway in COVID. Um, but I, I will say I did get a mask for Christmas that has a little flap where I can stick a straw. So I'm just saying, <laughs> no, I haven't used it yet, but people oh, are, people are making accommodations. <laughs> um, so anyway, what else, what else are you guys doing? So oh, I've been okay getting for- a lot of, I was just real quick. So it's okay for Liz to share marital problems sitting in the front. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I I, well, it was nice of Mike to take the duct husband. tape off her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope for you. Somebody <laughs> mute him, please. <laughs> well, you're sitting right there, Peg. Why don't you help us out? <laughs> Janine, what were you going to say? Oh, I was uh, saying that I've been getting a lot of engagement with the uh, magazines uh, from Reminder Media. Um, just the little post I did when the when the mailings went out to let people know to give me a heads up when they received them. Um, I got a lot of interest where people were like, what magazines and can I get one? So I got a lot of email addresses and people to add to my sphere from um, just that post in Facebook. So that, that brings up an interesting point. Never underestimate FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> if someone is getting something that someone else is, someone's not getting something that other people are getting, they want it. Like, I want to know what that magazine is. I want to know what you're getting. Oh, like, you know, when you do like client appreciation, you know, back in the day when we could actually have events or whatever, like, you know, oh, everybody come to the office and get an apple pie. Well, how do I get an apple pie? I don't know you're giving away apple pie, you know. <laughs> So FOMO can be a very powerful motivator to, to build your lists, to, you know, 
to get people more engaged is like, well, I want what you're giving away. Cause like, you know, like um, Tracy had these amazing snow, snow scraper brush combo thingies. I love mine. I actually use mine at home to, I, cause, so I don't have a back door at my house cause it goes into the garage. So to let my dog out, I had to build some stairs off my office window. So I have to like crank open the window and let my dog go down a, a set of stairs to this backyard pen. Well, we got like 16 inches of snow in Ohio over a couple of days. So I took her scraper that has a swivel head and I used it like a push broom out my window so I could <laughs> like put this, push the snow off the staircase. But it's like, you know, you know, you post that kind of stuff like, oh, I'm so glad, you know, uh, you know, hey, you guys need a, 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 a scraper. Let me know. You know, it's branded. And like, I need a scraper. I need a scraper. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to use that kind of stuff. And it honestly doesn't really matter what it is. It could be something stupid, you know. And well, I, I, can, I can speak for um, Tim. When I first came to the company, you know, he had just, I think he had just come from Weikert or been there. Yeah. And um, he found direction. And uh, he, I think, first of all, joined a referral club, if I can't remember, and, and got that. And then he got in top of Virginia. Yeah. You just meet enormous amounts of people there. And then he got involved with the Blue Ridge Association. So if you keep the consistency, and I, what I've seen from my perspective of Tim, he consistently involves himself. It's not, it's not kind of a hit and miss. So I think his business has grown substantially by community involvement. Yes. There's Do one thing. Can I share something? You talked about the scraper, and I bet... Uh, Stephen, when you were doing that, you thought of Tracy because she's the one that did. gave it to you and you were thanking her. I will say there's one thing that I have that I got in 2001. I still have it. I still use it every single time I open my mail. It And it has uh, her business card in there. And periodically I'll reach out and ask her how she's doing because I think of her all the time, every time I open my mail. So those are really, really good gifts. That's kind of the ones you put your business card in and they're really nice and sharp. I've had mine since 2001. I still open business cards with it or letters. Uh, you know, I've, I've got like a, a pizza uh, cutter thingy. It's a little plastic, yeah. you know, and the thing, but it's branded to this lender in Memphis that I met at a conference which is also what's really funny is that's the same time I actually met Kathy Gregg with Century 21 Braddock like 10 oh. years ago or whatever. I guess it was more like six, probably eight years ago. But I still have that pizza cutter, you know, because it works. It's great. You know, it's just, I roll, you know, I slice my pizza and I'm good to go. Um, little stuff like that doesn't have to cost a lot. And it's the, it's really the, it's the shelf life that you're looking for. So when you're, when you're looking for, for kitschy stuff to brand, have it be useful, like a plastic cup, eh, you know, a pen, eh, but like stuff that I'm going to use every now and then. I'm using, like the... I'm using Craig's pen right now. <laughs> yeah. hey. no, pens. I love, I, I'm a, I, pens are great. Um, I got but, mine too. <laughs> but you know, pens are, pens get, pens get lost and passed around. And um, so I, I think pens are, are good, like a base product, but like, if you can come up with something really, like really neat, uh, I'll tell you one thing. A good wine opener. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> one thing that one thing that I will say. This is just a total aside, but Cutco knives are very cool. They're engraved with your stuff, and they have like a lifetime warranty, and they are a branding product, not a closing gift. So you can write the full cost off on your taxes. So mm-hmm. if you if you know anybody doing Cutco they make amazing closing gifts and they're like your business information is engraved right on the blade. They'll get them sharpened for life or whatever. And you can write the whole cost off as a, as a deduction, uh, Stacy and then Sheila. I just have a quick question. Um, it's really for myself, but maybe newer agents um, too. What's a good place to get branded items. I know you just mentioned Cutco, but for some of the things like I was personally looking for stick round stickers to get put like a business card on, um, to put on top of like a jar with candy, to, whether you want to give it to your vendor or whatever. But I didn't know where to go for that. And um, you guys probably all do, but you know, I'd like to share that with some of the newer agents that maybe don't have. Holly knows. <laughs> Discountmugs.com. 
they have our logos. Everything is set up with them, so you don't have to pay that fee. And they have a vast array of stuff. They're very reasonably priced, and they can get stuff to you really quick. Discount that is awesome. Discountmugs.com. Yes, ma'am. On, those, on that line of thinking real quick, and then and we'll jump to Sheila. Um, there also are vendors on CB Desk that you can look up in the, in the Business Advantage program. The key is with your branding, using preferred vendors is always, is always a good thing because they know the correct way to display the logos. Like Holly said, Discount Mugs has our logos, so you should be safe there. I would still ask that you, whatever you want to have branded, please send it to marketing at premiermove.com. Let us look at it because it's very easy to grab the wrong logo or, or it's the right logo, but it's on the wrong thing. So um, for instance, and I've preached on this many, many times, the framed logo, that only goes on white backgrounds. So if you use the frame logo on a dark background, it's incorrect. It's not supposed to be. So like a dark background should be like Michael's shirt. That's the monogram. That's what it's supposed to be on like a blue or a dark background. The white, the CB should always be white. So just remember that. So when you, when you are having stuff branded, please just run it by us really quickly. We'll say, oh, hey, that's the wrong logo. Use this one instead. Um, just to make sure your branding is correct. And um, I would also uh, make sure you spell check things. Or, and not even spell check, grammar check, because sometimes some words like your and your, there might be a, a, a different usage, whatever. So run that stuff by marketing and we'll take a quick look at it, let you know if something needs to be changed, just to make sure that A, you're in brand standards and B, that it, it's, you're not going to embarrass yourself <laughs> with something that's misspelled or the logo comes in and they've cut the DBA off and it's not correct or whatever that may be. Um, just, you know, run it by us. It, you know, it, it takes us five minutes to take a look at it. So it's, it's, you know, that's what I would recommend. So uh, Sheila, what did you have to add? Okay. The one thing I do want to add on to what Stephen was just saying is, so here in Harrisonburg at Massanut Resort and Bryce Resort, the signs have to be totally different, have to be a specific size and everything. We had no problems with Bryce Resort. However, trying to use a local, the first local one, I think Stephen was going to pull his hair out even more. I am not kidding you. Everything was stretched. It was, it, you could look at it. An, an idiot could look at it and see that it was wrong. And this was a sign person. So finally, I'm just like, forget it. And I went to Muddy Feet. So anybody doing any, anything in, and you want something like really fast and local, Muddy Feet is amazing on what they do. They've done a beautiful job and nobody pulled their hair out anymore. So yeah, I don't know. Like we literally sent them the file. Like here's the logo file. And somehow they were like messing with the actual CB. Like they were spacing the C and the B apart. Like, what are you doing? Just put it on the sign. Like, don't touch it. Just put it on the thing. It's yeah. not hard. Finally, I, it was like, we're going to go somewhere else. It was awful. It was and, literally back and forth for like a week. It was ridiculous. Anyway. And, and hence not good service. So they will never get business from us. Right, exactly. So, so moving on, um, kind of touching back on what you were talking about, the knives, I was going to bring that up. Also, uh, Paul and them had shared about, you know, where the cutting edge, you know, you could do things. I want to say something. Uh, so the circuit, uh, I think cricket, I want to always say cricket, but you can do your crafts and everything with it. They have a new tool and the Shenandoah County office, we were talking about all pitching in and buying one of these um pieces it of is a, a cricket and it's an yeah pardon it, it is called cricket okay so uh on those they have a new tool an attachment that actually etches so it etches on metal and it does beautiful jobs so if you can uh etch something on there but once again um have it run by mark uh the marketing to make sure it's right Stephen, anybody... I'm going to put my broker hat on a minute, but I'm thinking we're starting now. We're getting into the spring market. Everybody should really pretty much know what they're going to do to get business because hopefully they made a good business plan. And um, like farming, if I was a new agent, I'd be out there farming. You know, you don't have to really explain, well, I only got two months experience. You just farm the area. It's always consistency. So I think... When you look back at what you did on your business plan, because at the end of the year, you got to have that pie. 
and you have to dissect your business and say, what did I get from referrals? What did I get from farming? What did I get from belonging to this? And it's just crucial that you all look at your business that way and not sort of a fly by night. You have to go buy a business plan and what you're planning. You can always change your business plan, but you need to have that in front of you. Here's what I'm going to do this year. And then that's my broker hat's coming off. <laughs> I agree. And, and, you know, the business doesn't just happen. Yeah, you can make it happen. Like you can go out and go door knocking or something and, and, and stumble on some, on some business. But if you've got a consistent plan in place, then you're, you're starting to fill up your funnel and you don't have to stress about it. You know, I, there, a lot of us have been there where it's like, okay, I just had a closing. I have nothing else. Like I literally have nothing else lined up. I guess I'll go out and get more business. Cause like we get a piece of business and then we stop like farming has to continue. You know, you always have to be doing it, whether it's past clients, whether it's new business prospecting, whatever, um, it's, it's a constant thing. So these are, to June's point, these are not one-off like, oh, try this one day. And, and farming doesn't work that way. So I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from agents or whatever. And it's like, well, I sent a letter to this neighborhood and I didn't get anything back. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, you know, farming, like true farm, like true, like subdivision farming can take six, 12, 18 months to pay off. So it has to be a consistent long game that you're playing. Um, so let's. What, what's, Can what you see this? Oh, somewhat. It's a ribbon. You oh. always continually have to market prospect and pull people into your sphere. And from your sphere is where you gain your raving fans. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's one of the things on this list is, is pick up the phone and call your past clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, those of us who have been in the business a while should have plenty of people. Did you have something to say, Debbie? I did. Um, you might've heard it, but I just sent out, I did them during the snowy days. I'd already bought like quite a few uh, Dunkin' Donut gift cards, like 10 bucks. And um, I sent them to all my past closers, you know, all my sellers or buyers or whatever. And um, before I think they got, they received them, I put them in a thank you card, thanking them for what they did. I put four business cards in there and I put the gift card in the Dunkin' Donut inside there also. Before I, uh, I think that they received them, I already had two referrals from two of my past that's awesome. So, yeah. um, or, or closer. So it was pretty neat, but I'm, I, you know, then I was saying, I'm a food person as far as, you know, barbecue. I said, in Dairy Queen the other day, well, I wasn't, but as I went by it, I thought, yeah, next time I think maybe I'll do Dairy Queen. Cause you know, not everybody drinks coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay on a neutral territory as far what now, as far as what companies believe in. Because mm-hmm. we got people all over the board now, so. <clears throat> but I think that that you know, I think they'll use those things unless they're yeah. like Holly that never eat, probably eats a donut, but she'd probably <laughs> give the card to somebody else, you know. <laughs> but it, right. it's gonna work out. No, <laughs> you get every donut. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, um, I don't eat donuts. Is that what you said? You don't look like you do, girl. Come talk to me. All right. All right. Let's not let, let she she's on it is Lent and she's not eating potato chips. So please don't poke the bear. Okay. Like exactly. I need her in a good mood. All right. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's just keeping in touch with them along. Like I said, I'd send them the coloring pages and they, they love that during, during the snowy day, I emailed those out and there were kids out there that really didn't have anything to do. So I had some responses back from that. And, um, I'm just going to continue to keep up with, I want to keep the pipeline full. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't like ha- not having something there. I so, agree. You know, when I tend to close on one, I would definitely want to get one or two lined up, already being lined up to fill that spot. Yeah. Well, and, and, and a very <laughs> universal truth of, of prospecting is that it's cheaper to keep current business than it is to gain new business. So you can get a lot more traction from a $10 Dunkin' Donuts gift card than from a $50 Facebook ad or whatever. So, you know, think about that next time you're looking at what money you're spending, 
oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this uh, grocery cart or whatever. And it's going to cost me $2,000. What could you do with that $2,000 or 500, whatever it is? Think of what you could do with your past clients. What could, what little kitschy thing could you give them or a gift card or something? How much more traction would you get from, you know, from a laser focused campaign like that than from a shotgun blast of, I'll just put my name on a grocery card. Uh, I'm not saying grocery cards don't work, but I'm just saying it's a lot easier to maintain your business asking for those referrals. And like Debbie brought up a very subtle, but very good point. I put in four business cards. Yeah. Send them multiple business cards so they can hand them out to people. Don't just give them one card. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. yeah. So give them, give them cards and tell them what to do with them. Like you have to ask for the business. You don't assume that your past clients are going to go, Oh, I'll always remember. I'll always recommend Wendy when someone asks me about real estate. Well, if Wendy hasn't talked to me in six months and someone says, do you know an agent? I don't know. I don't, I, I probably do, but I can't really. You know. So you have to like ask them, Hey, make sure you, you know, if someone's asking you about real estate, make sure you give them my card or whatever. Or uh, a, a trick that uh, Jackie Leavenworth taught me years and years ago. She's an amazing coach, uh, trainer and all that is instead of asking them a closed ended question, do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? You ask it open-ended of all the people, you know, your friend, your friends, your family, your relatives, your neighbors, who's the next person that's going to buy or sell real estate in the next 90 days or 60 days, whatever it is, their brains work differently and they'll actually search for a name to give you rather than just saying it's a yes or no question. They'll just say, no, no, I don't know anybody. Debbie. Um, I also am giving away um, these signs that my daughter and her friend make. Like for the ones that are moving into West Virginia, it says, take me home country roads. Mm-hmm. Then what I decided to do on the back is I, I tape my card on the back of it, but they're really nice signs. And for the ones that are living here anyway, um, they'll either do like, um, <clears throat> not a wreath, but a hanging for your front door. Mm-hmm. She did one for a fireman that came in from out of town, which was really, really cool. But I'm putting my name cards, I'm taping my name cards on the back. Yeah. So when they go to move that someplace, they're going to see that also. But it, it's it's not just something like, I'm going to drink that bottle of wine and it's gone. Hopefully right. they're going to put it, I have tuned into them enough to know what they really like what their heart is and give them something in that matter that they will always think of me, hopefully when they look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, getting, getting, thinking outside the box uh, of those, those kinds of things is really going to take you far. Um, But even if you, let's say, Oh, I'm not creative. I don't really, I can't really think of anything to do. Like pick up the phone and call. Hey, how you doing? Just checking in. I hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. I actually had an agent tell me, I don't like calling like after a closing, like I don't want, I don't call my clients for months or whatever. Cause I'm afraid that they're going to have a problem. Are you kidding me? Like that's the perfect reason to call. Like, well, I'm afraid if, if, if I call them, they're going to tell me their water heater went out and they're going to blame me. It's like, well, A, if you did the contract correctly, they can't blame you. B, if you got them a home warranty, that's a perfect excuse to, you know, hey, hey, by the way, you know, we got to that home warranty. But also then you're, you have the ability to be a resource. You know, oh my gosh, let me, do you, do you I have a great plumber I can, I can, you know, put you in touch with. Da, 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 da. Oh, thank you so much. Especially like reload clients. I don't know a soul around here. You know, I don't, I don't know who to call. I need you. You're, you're the only person I know. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out to clients within that first you know, 30, 60, 90 days. In fact, maybe you should do a monthly check-in or something with them there. If you had a great transaction with them and they're happy, that's the perfect time to ask for referrals. You know, like, Oh, Janine. Oh, we just had such a go. Oh, you were so wonderful. Great. You know, if, especially if they ever say, if, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. Actually there is. Thank you for asking. I need you to tell your friends about me or, you know, tell me who, you know, that's selling real estate or has a house to sell or looking to buy something. Um, you know, because they're they're in that mindset, and people are especially right after they bought a house. People are talking to them like, "Oh, we've always we we've thought about buying a house, or we've thought about moving." Oh, my agent was amazing. You should talk to her. 
nine months down the road, they probably won't think of you if you don't stay in touch. I guarantee you they won't. Like, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, buying a house is great. Do, do, do. You know, so if you if you had a great experience, make sure you pump them for more more referrals. Now, if you had a bad experience, let them go. Like, because you had a bad, if you had a clash with them, you're probably going to clash with their friends too. Because <laughs> friends are, people are friends with people like them, generally speaking. I don't want referrals from someone who was a huge pain or like who I thought I was going to get sued by. So uh, I'll just kind of let them fly off into oblivion. Um, Can I say something on calls? Yeah. And, and this is not just for your prospecting marketing and, and all that, but anything that you have in a transaction going on right now, I think one of the biggest uh, complaints agents have is they, they don't understand what's going on through the transaction. You as agents don't like it when you don't know when the lender doesn't tell you what's going on and everybody else, the client is the same way. So that's the time that you can show your value the best especially that contract to close, let them know how it's going to work. Let them know, even if there's nothing to tell them, pick up the phone and call because just know that they're on the other end thinking, what's going on? What's going on? That's a perfect time to shine. So when you get through that, asking for referrals is going to be even much better. Hey, she kept me in touch. She called me even when there was nothing to say. And, you know, it it can be as, as simple as, I was in your neighborhood the other day and I thought of you, how are you doing? You know, if, for, for like a past client, you know, you know, Oh, Hey, Oh, Hey, Sally, I, I drove by your house the other day and just, you know, wanted to reach out or, Oh, I came across, Hey, I see there's a house that's for sale on your street. I thought I'd call and check in on you, whatever, you know, you can have a million excuses. These are easy calls to make. Um, they're, they're just light touches. We call them deposit calls on the, on the manager side of the world. Um, you know, you're just making little deposits. Hey, how you doing? Don't forget about me. You know, um, you'd be amazed at, at, um, the results you're going to get, but you have to stay in front of these people. You have to make sure that they remember who you are, um, and that, and what you do. Uh, so let's talk about a couple of other ideas, um, to reach out for more business. I'm looking at this, this giant list, um, Obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge networker, so anything you can do to get in front of multiple people is a good thing. It's harder now, but there's a lot of Zoom networking you can do and things like that. So here's the, the key to networking is building channels. And I talk about it in my book. I talk about it on my little my little podcast videos or whatever. Is I say ABC. It's not always be closing. It's always build channels. A channel is essentially a person that I meet that is going to then connect me with other people. So it might be a lender or a title person or an insurance agent or whatever. It's, it's Think of it as a business-to-business connection. I may never do business with them personally, but they might be uh, able to connect me with other people. So get out there. And I don't care if it's a book club or like, I think Nicole's in like a virtual book club, a Zoom book club. It's a great thing. Be the host, put one together, um, you know, or, or, or a, a virtual networking thing, whatever it is. But those channels, it's so much easier to get business when someone's out there pushing it for you than it is for you to go out and do it. It's easier for me to do. If I can connect with 10 people to connect me with 10 more people, that's a hundred connections it's a lot harder for me to go out and kind of try to connect with a hundred people myself, you know? So you build to in the MLM world, multi-level marketing world, pyramid world, build your downline, uh, you know, get, get your friends to sell you to their friends. Um, but, you know, be thinking of ways to do that in these networking settings. It's not like if I meet Debbie, my first thought shouldn't be, I got to sell Debbie a house. It's who can Debbie connect me with? How can I be a resource to Debbie so that she sees value in what I bring to the table? Don't just walk up and expect something like, what can I give this person that's a value? So they go, aha, yes, Debbie equals real estate. When I hear someone talking about real estate, I will remember Debbie because she's a resource to me. Um, so be thinking of ways you can be a resource to people on a, either to, your, to a consumer or to a business to business connection. It can make a huge difference. Yes, Debbie. You do the same thing when you see, when you meet like a plumber or electrician or the exact same thing. You go, okay, yeah, I'll remember that. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, we did. um, So AMP, some of you have taken AMP. 
uh, it's a Coal Banker uh, program. I sat in like right after AMP was launched, I was a brand ambassador and I sat in on a hall and, or a, a class and they said, okay, everybody, we're taking a 10 minute break. Everybody go outside and make two phone calls. Call two people from your phone and ask for business. And of course, everyone in the room is like, oh, I don't know how to do that. That's awful. Like literally just find two people that you know on your phone, call them up, ask them, ask them for a referral or business or whatever. People come back in and they're like, you know, they, as, as Steve likes to say, they jumped and lived. Um, you know, they made the phone call and nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. And it was interesting to hear where they went with it. Like, oh, I called my landscaper and I asked him if he knew anybody that was thinking about selling their house. And he said, yeah, one of his customers is actually considering listing their house and he's going to put me in touch with them. Ta-da! You know, it's not hard. Uh, so yeah, those plumbers, the electricians, the, uh, those connections, uh, like when we had our mastermind, Steve had suggested like taking coffee and donuts out to construction workers on, on, on the sites, you know, they know stuff, they know where things are happening. They can connect you, um, you know, do stuff like that. Or, or, you know, when, when I was in B2B sales doing like home warranties, you know, I would drop by real estate companies, but I would also go to title companies. I'm trying to think of anybody who might be connected to a real estate transaction, all I'm trying to accomplish is they think of me when it's time. When the conversation of real estate comes up, I wanted my name, or in that case, it was home warranty. When the conversation of home warranty came up, I wanted it to be my name that they remembered. Um, so yeah, build those, build that network of people. Uh, you know, send referrals to those people if you can. Be a resource to them. Make sure they see value in in affiliating with you. Um, like, you know, door knocking is still a very, very valuable tactic. I know Tracy Link could probably talk an entire class about door knocking. I mean, she has been very successful at it this year. And you might, well, with COVID, hey, people are, people are desperate for human contact. You know, if you maintain your distance and stuff, there's nothing wrong with ring the doorbell and then step back. Um, you have a mask on or whatever. And, you know, and you can even ask, like, if you're not comfortable talking, like, I, I'm happy to give you, here's, here's, I wanted to drop this off. She said, you'd be amazed how people just want to talk, you know, they just went, oh, they just talked my ear off, you know, because we're all bored, you know, or desperate for talking to somebody besides the same people we talk to every day. Um, so it's, it's nice to see a, a new face on the front porch every now and then. Um, so don't underestimate, and she's got, I mean, she went out, I think, in a three or four day period of time, got two listings from door knocking. So um, don't underestimate that, especially now the weather is getting nicer. It's time, um, you know, but ha again, have a, have a value to add, not just knock, knock. Do you want to sell your house? Uh, you know, we've, we could go, we could, we'll probably end up having to do an entire class just on the art of door knocking. Um, but it, it's a very valuable tactic um, that I think it has been lost. Another thing that I'm a big fan of is handwritten notes. Um, I send out handwritten notes every week to like co-op agents, things like that. Just a quick thank you for thank you for doing business with us. We really appreciate your professionalism. Whatever. Um, you know, I also do. Um, I also do uh, a wax seal. Sheila has one too. Uh, I had one made with the CB Star. Uh, and I have a hot glue gun that I, you know, I put my wax on the card and I seal it. Um, I don't do it on the outside of the envelope because I'm afraid it'll get ripped off. I do it on my signature. So I'll sign the card. And then on the swoosh at the end of my name, I put the wax on it so it, they can actually tell that I put it like over the signature. That that sends a message to people. Like they're like, whoa, this is fancy. Like, you know, because I actually sat there and squeezed wax out of the thing. It's not like a sticker or anything. Like it's not, it's not a decal that, you know, it, I, I physically sat there and stamped this thing. Little things like that jazz it up. I don't, it doesn't have to be a stamp. It could be, you know, get some, get a, get an, some embossing stuff. My mom was a big scrapbooker. Uh, and so she would get the stuff and then she'd sprinkle this dust on it or whatever. And then you get like a hairdryer or whatever, and it would emboss the, the stamp or whatever. It doesn't cost that much. Just those little flares really add up and it makes people remember and the card doesn't have to be anything fancy. It just, I was just thinking of you. Hope you're doing well. You know, let me know if you, if I can ever help you out with anything. Here's a couple of business cards in case you know anybody that's, it's, has a real estate need. Sign your name, do something fancy, 
send it out. You know, the whole process was just what I thought it was best to write it out by hand mm -hmm. and not just put, you know, something already made. And yep. that, that took the longest of all of it. But other than that, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll sit there and I, I, I'll get a TV tray and I'll just sit there. I'll pop a movie on and I'll just sit there and write my cards and I'll watch and I'll, you know, whatever. And then I, I have a whole process. Then I get my glue gun out and then I do all my signatures and then I do all the envelopes. Um, yeah, it, it does take time. But I mean, think about it. If you can get one deal out of that, isn't that worth a little bit of your time? You know, you're going to get way more traction from something like that than just a Facebook ad or you know, whatever. Um, not saying Facebook ads are bad. There's a place. Uh, I'm just saying smarter, not harder. You know, what's, what's a better investment of your time? The return on investment for spending money on your sphere of influence is miles above getting brand new clients. You're going to get your lead gen, anything like that. I mean, you're going to, you can spend a fraction of the money you'd spend on lead gen to, to go back to your pure sphere of influence and get referrals. These snowy um, days have been the best days to be doing those kind of things. Yeah. You can't get out. Yeah. What is that, Sheila? Can you see it? I don't know what it is. Oh, it's it's the um, letter openers. They're white. You could get them in oh, black. Okay. For 20, 20 or 25 of them, 25 of them, that's 30, just say 30 or $44, which is $1.70 something. And I've had mine about 20 years. That's not bad. And and here's the thing too, is we, we all get a lot of junk mail. I always open that's something that's hand addressed. Even if I am pretty sure it's spam or whatever, I'll open it just, just to be sure it's not something, but a card, I'm always going to open a card. And I'm one of those people like I keep, I feel bad throwing cards away. I'll at least wait like six months. Like I feel bad. And so I'll like, if I get a card, I'll put it up on a credenza or something, you know, I'll display it for a couple or put it up on my fridge. You know, that was nice of that person. They thought of me enough to take five minutes of their time to send me something. It means a lot. So, um, you know, keep your name out there. Um, again, as things begin to happen, you know, we'll be having festivals again and fairs and expos and things like that. It's a great place to meet people, but the value you bring needs to be something that's going to catch their attention. So think outside the box and get, have something that's like, oh, that's really cool. I hadn't really thought about that or whatever. Um, I'm looking through this list again. Um, I could bring one up. Okay. Uh, the one, I think a lot of agents, you have the ability to do this. I feel every single agent should do this. In the backside of your website, when you go to Zap, go to your website, the backside, there is a place for resources. You have 15 places that you can put a link to a resource. I personally would not use that for lenders and everything like that. I would use it. So say if I'm wanting to build an equestrian business, I'm going to go to uh, some tech shops and things like that and say, hey, you know, here's what I do. Here's a bunch of my cards. Uh, I would love to work business with you. You know, if I'm in horses, I'm going to buy stuff there anyway and leave them. Do you mind if I leave my business cards or a flyer or something like that and some business cards and in, in exchange, I will be happy. I would love to put your website on my website and our website is the number one viewed website of all real estate companies. Uh, are you in, you know, and they'll say, yeah. And then, then you can build that relationship and then put their link on. So use, use your website. That's a power for this 15 places right now that you can actually go do and put those websites on your website. And it doesn't cost them anything. It doesn't cost you anything, but it has value. It's like free advertising for them. Um, and, or, or feature, feature local business in your social media stuff. You know, that's always a fun thing. Like, you know, I went, I was in Shepherdstown yesterday and I took a picture of the Maria's Taqueria sign. And of course I tagged them on Instagram, you know, and cause I love their food. That was just uh, to rub it in the for us that couldn't be there. <laughs> mostly. Yes. Mostly. Yes. But, uh, same thing happened with, um, uh, Scrimp Shack in Winchester. Um, they, I, I love Scrimp Shack. I'm, I'm a fan. And so on Instagram, they had actually, they connected with the company Instagram page 
So then, and I, I have access to mine and the company's. So I went to Scrimp Shack, took a picture of it, and then commented as the company tagging Scrimp Shack in the comment, like, oh yeah, you really do love Scrimp Shack. It was really funny. So, you know, so they got a little extra play out of it. And then several people chimed in like, oh my gosh, I love their this or that, you know. Um, you know, help out local businesses. You know, they have big followings too. And so if you're engaging with them or, you, you know, go in to shoot, shoot a quick little video, like, you know, the Crumb Rinds are doing uh, reels, which are little Instagram videos. You know, just, hey, I'm here at Maria's Taqueria in Shepherdstown. I'm gonna grab my lunch. It's my favorite place to have lunch. Whatever, you know, and let them know you're doing it though. Again, don't be a secret agent. Tag no. them or say, hey, just so you know, I, I just shot it. I'm a, I'm a local age, real estate agent. Just shot a little video out front. I'm gonna post it on my social media. I'll make sure I tag you guys on it. I love this place and I want to tell my clients about it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Maybe they'll give you a discount. You never know. <laughs> I sent a note to Nicole on a, um, a friend of mine, Lisa Bear, uh, does this all the time and she sends out to her database. Um, she works a lot with restaurants and I knew Nicole was interested in restaurants and she uh, gets, they get a really reduced meal and it's got her name on it and Nicole loved it. She said she was going to try to do that with some restaurants. And You can call up a restaurant. This was something that um, I, this is an idea I had years ago when uh, a CB rolled out a program and I was telling brokers to do like letter campaigns go to a local business and say, Hey, I'm just sending out a mass mailing to a hundred people, 200 people, whatever. Do you have like a coupon or a freebie or something? They might say, come in and have a free dessert with dinner or like buy an entree, get a free dessert or have a free appetizer. It, you know, it doesn't really cost them a ton because it only if people redeem it, but it's free advertising for them. And it's, you're giving something out. Like I'm teaming up with this coffee shop and, if you bring them this coupon, you get, you know, you know, a free espresso shot or something or whatever, you know. Um, but by the way, I'll let you guys know, if you walk into any Starbucks today and you tell them you know me, you can get a coffee at regular price. So wow. uh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, so just, you know, take But, you know. I went there. They threw me out when I <laughs> You went to the wrong Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> No, so, I can do the same thing with my barbecue business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, huge because we're at the festivals and that kind of thing, and I could do. Yeah, yeah. Team up with you know, team up with a if you're at like a festival, maybe team up with another vendor that does something totally like dessert or something. Like, hey, you do this, I'll do that, whatever. If but I can you know a business card on it or something, or you know have it branded or something. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, thanks for buying your dinner here. Take this coupon over to Dada and get a free ice cream cone. I did get my cards out for the CD cards out for my business cards. Instead of renewing my business cards for the barbecue business, I just give them my my um, real estate card. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm all in one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the 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 point is because we're, we're wrapping up here, but um, the point is get your name out there any way you can. Talk to local businesses. Think of ways that you can co-brand with them. Make phone calls. Send, you know, handwritten notes. Whatever it is, it's a contact sport. You've got to get out from behind your computer and get out there in, in, in front of people or put your stuff in front of them. So whether you're mailing them something, whether you're dropping something off at their house, whether you're tagging local businesses on Facebook or tagging your tag your clients and stuff. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you took a client out to dinner one time and you go there again, they're like, Oh, Hey, Sally, remember when we had dinner here? Oh, that was so good. I hope you're doing well, whatever, you know, um, stupid stuff like that. Just, it gets, it gets the focus, you know, and you don't have to do constant. Don't forget them in real estate. Don't forget them in real estate, <laughs> but you have to subtly remind people of what you do. Uh, so like Sheila, Sheila loves to take photos out and about. So, you know, a good thing you could do is, so I, I always use this, this um, uh, example. Let's say you're driving and you see a deer. I, I don't, if you're driving, be careful, please. Uh, let's pretend someone else is in your car and they take the picture. Take a picture of the deer out in the field, post it and be like, on my, I was on my way to show a house today, you know, and saw some deer, whatever. You're just weaving little drops in talking about real estate 
you know, I'm not, I'm not blasting it. I'm in real estate. Look at this deer, but it's, <laughs> I was on my way to show a house. You know, we talked to an agent uh, recently and she was saying how she does, she used to do cooking and she would say, I got to make this one really quick today. Cause I got to go show a house here shortly. And she would do like a cooking demonstration. And like, that's, that's pretty slick. So it's, it's stuff like that, that you don't have to be in their face about it. You can be subtle, but still get the point across. So any last thoughts? I've got a, yeah, Sheila. Uh, the one that we have to focus on is because spring is coming. Open houses work really well. Yes, we still have COVID, but we still can do them virtually. That works. But I had for you busy agents, the listing agents, we don't have a whole lot of listings, but this is a great way to get listings is uh, I took Amber Fleck and her and I, I walked her around town we went to all the businesses. They let us put the flyers up in their windows. We went a week ahead and we uh, put the flyer up in the window. We went to all, and so I helped show her how you do that, knock on doors, step away, talk and invite people. Uh, but here's the thing, spring is coming. We need listings, we all need listings. You guys need listings, that's gonna drive your business up. But think about this, we used to do this a lot. And this is where you guys all have to work together. Do a mega house, open house, do a parade of homes. And what you'll do is a number of you talk. Okay, we have all these listings in a certain area. Let's do a parade of homes this two weeks from now. Work it together where you have your list and make it a treasure hunt. Do something fun so that way you want them to go to all of them. Every single home can have something little your, your, your name and every home you go to will get in a drawing for whatever it is. But everybody pitch in and have one big thing and, and it's a, like a treasure of page. So if they go to my listing first, I'm gonna sign off that they were there. Their name will go in. If they go to every one of them, it'll be a map and I'll have where they're at. If they go to every one of them, their name goes in. So that way it's generating excitement and when other, who else is doing that? Who else is doing that? So we need to do like a parade of homes um, <clears throat> and do something like that. Because then when you're telling, you're going around doing the 10, 10, 20, hey, you know, I want to invite you, but this is not just a regular open house. We are having a parade of homes. This is going to be, so you can jump in, come see mine. I'll give you the sheet. And you can go to see the other homes and win some cool prizes, see some homes. You might even have a family member that's interested in moving to this area. Can I count on you? I hope to see you there and hand it to them. So people think open houses are, are bad waste of time. They're not. Amber got a good buyer lead off the one I had her. I was there to help talk about the home if needed, but I sat in the background. I did do a video. So anyway, I did want to share that we'd be amiss not to talk about open houses right now. Yeah. So I've got to, I've got to jump because I've got another call in like a minute and a half. So um, thank you for your participation. I hope you found it valuable. I will send out this list that Sheila shared with me. Um, it's a big bullet point list just to give you some ideas to go off of. Um, and uh, I will, I will take it under advisement. looks like there is some interest in the door knocking class. So maybe we can put something together uh, for that. So uh, I will talk to you all soon. Have a wonderful day.